Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Fourth and Manageable, an SEC football podcast. Brought to you by 2400 Sports. Now, here's Brad Edwards. Well, obviously there's a good slate of football games. It's not the sexiest games, but enough games to get us through a good uh, Saturday of football, especially when it comes to SEC and those non-conference games. Um, now, you posted the question. Have some SEC questions for our podcast office today, and we had some good ones. Coley first said, does the pain ever end? He is a loyal, seems like A&M fan. So yes. I'll, I'll that one. <laughs> yeah, so look, I, I, half of my family went to A&M. So, so I'm well aware of the pain of being an A&M fan. And um, – just just for those who don't know where Cully's coming from here, this century, so I mean, we're just going to say since 2000, Texas A&M, for all the resources they have, all the money, all the recruiting advantages of, you know, just within a hundred mile radius of their campus, the number of four and five star players there are, they have had only two seasons with fewer than four losses. I mean, it really is hard to believe. I mean, they, they yeah. had the, the, the Johnny Manziel Heisman season where they lost two games. And then they had the COVID season where they were nine and one, they only played 10 games, but um, mm-hmm. you know, even if they had played 13 games that season, I don't think they were going to lose four. Um, but, but still that's it. And so for A&M, like even when the expectations are high, like you're still like, yeah, I, I'm not sure if I want to buy in quite yet because stuff always happens and it, you know, look what happened last Saturday. And, and so that's kind of where they are right yeah. now that they're um, obviously aware of, of what we just talked about a few minutes ago um, is the schedule coming up and, and that this could end up being a, a complete disaster. Does the pain ever end? I, I don't know. Well, and so here's the, here's the other thing for A&M. And I know that their fans are also aware of this, even though most people in the sec aren't really thinking about it. Texas is about to join the SEC and A&M has recruited well in recent years. And one of the reasons they have is because for, for kids in the state of Texas, there's an opportunity to go to A&M and play in the SEC. Whereas if you went to Texas, you're playing in the big 12. And a lot of these guys would rather have the opportunity to play in the SEC. That advantage in recruiting is about to go away with Texas joining the conference. So this was kind of the window of opportunity for A&M. Um, you know, to be able to to have a leg up on Texas and and to really, you know, make hay. And for the most part, they haven't done it. And so I, you know, 
I, I don't think the pain's going to end anytime soon, Cully. I hate to say it, but that's 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 the way maybe, I see it. Maybe the pain will end just, just for a win over Miami. Maybe the pain will end then. Well, I look. Just yeah, if, if I think right now, if, if they can just stop the bleeding um, in September, that, that would be good enough for A&M fans for the moment. Well, actually, this was a good one. Jacob Thigpen says, Arkansas is looking excellent right now, but good Lord, look at the gauntlet after – they play Missouri State on Saturdays, who is scheduled for four road games and Bama over the next five games. Do you think the Razorbacks get through this run three and two or better? Ooh, all right. Let me let me pull up the schedule because I've I've got a look. Yeah, so at they've it, got though. they've got Texas A&M on the twenty fourth of this month, yep. Bama on October first and October eighth at Mississippi State. Then they've got uh, BYU on the road, and then they finish that month out with Auburn. So I think they beat Auburn. Yeah, I mean, look, this is and and obviously it's not surprising because they're in the same division as A&M. But this is a very similar schedule to what we just talked about that A&M has for the next few weeks. Um, Obviously, they play each other. So that's one of the games. Um, They they both play Mississippi State and they both play Alabama. So, um, in fact, I think they're both at Mississippi State. Arkansas, however, is in a better spot right now. I'll tell you where I'm where I'm worried about Arkansas is is their cornerback play has has been atrocious actually through the first two weeks. Um, I hate to say that, um, but that's the reality of it. And going against Mississippi State, especially on the road, that that's not a good setup for a team that's that's really having issues in the secondary right now. So. I don't love their chances there. Um, I don't love their chances against Alabama. I mean, we saw um, Texas had a lot of success against Alabama's offense last week. And, and you know, part of the reason is that they were able to keep Alabama's receivers from getting open. So once again, issues in the secondary, are you going to be able to keep Alabama's receivers from getting open? Probably not. One. Yeah. And, and another thing is that Arkansas is such a good running team. Um, Alabama is really, really difficult to run on. You can have success throwing on them, but running is not easy. So I see them losing the Alabama game. I, you probably gathered that I, I I don't like their chances uh, at Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, though, I, I like them to beat A&M. Uh, I like them to beat Auburn. And the BYU game, I think, is going to be the key. At BYU yeah. is really going to determine, do they go three and two or two and three um, mm-hmm. in this run? And um, look, I'll keep coming back to it because I, I picked I picked Arkansas uh, preseason as a team that I thought had a really good chance to make the New Year six to go ten and two, get into one of those games. And so this is for for my prediction. This is a this is a big stretch right here. So I'm uh, mm-hmm. I'm I'm rooting for them, calling the Hogs. Um, but um, but yeah, I, I I see them. You know, if I had to pick it right now, I'm saying two and three. Because I, I right now I think they lose to BYU, so right. But we'll see. The way we'll that see. they got to get, they just have to get, have to get better in the secondary. Right, right, yeah. The cornerback plays you were talking about. Now on the other side, you're looking at a team like Tennessee. Spence saying, "When is it okay to get excited about the season? We've <laughs> obviously seen these times where your team goes one and 2 and oh, three and oh, and you just you're like, yeah, just count the whole season. We're we're going to the national championship, and then heartbreak slowly comes." as we know, especially as Tennessee fans and whatnot. So the question is, when do you really get excited about the about a team that's doing well, that can go far, 
uh, for you. And then by the end of the season. Yeah. So you wouldn't know anything about this, would you, Ashley, as far as Tennessee like no. setting you up and letting you down and, you know. No, no listen, we've gone to the national championship every year in my mind. So that's all that matters. <laughs> at this point. So, so, all right. So, so right now, Tennessee two and O having, you know, won a road game against a top 20 team in Pitt. And, and I, I understand the reluctance and, and here's the biggest part of it. If you're a Tennessee fan, um, you have to play Georgia and Alabama every year. And at the moment, those are arguably the two best teams in college football. It's not that you can't beat them, that it's impossible. You just don't expect to beat them. Right. And, and if you're, if you're sitting there going down the schedule and you're saying, oh, this is a win, this is a loss. You have to count both of those as a loss right now. And, and it's a bonus, major bonus, if you happen to upset one of them. But it, but at this time, you have to assume both of those are losses. And so you're already just building two losses into the schedule before you ever get started. And that that's a bummer. Right. Um, but, but, you know, you look at these next few games. You mentioned Akron, which they shouldn't have to worry about this coming Saturday. But after that, yeah. they host Florida at LSU. I mean, look, it seems like everybody in the SEC has got a gauntlet coming up in the, in the next month because uh, th- their three games after Akron are Florida at LSU and then uh, then they play Alabama. And and mm-hmm. as we've seen this past weekend, Kentucky, you know, Kentucky is a, is a force to be reckoned with. Uh, maybe not on the level that Georgia is, but Kentucky is going to be a tough team to beat. And, you know, for Tennessee, you, you do have that that typical – November uh, easing of the schedule, especially late. And they, they, they start November with Georgia, but they close with Missouri, South Carolina and Vanderbilt. So you would think, you would think that <laughs> I know, I, Tennessee, Tennessee lately has lost too many games to South Carolina and Vanderbilt to take those for granted either. But you would think that those are three straight wins to end it. And it really just, you know, what do you do with this middle of the season stretch? And uh, that's going to determine it. But to, to answer the question, um, it is way too soon to get excited if you're a Tennessee fan because th- there's still too many landmines left on that schedule, including the two almost certain losses. Well, to be fair, if you're a Tennessee fan and you're 2-0, you've got to take the momentum now and you've, you've got to talk your stuff now because you don't know when that day is going to come. Okay, so <laughs> let, you know what my, my advice is, if you know if you're a Tennessee fan, just enjoy it while you can. I like this question from Travis, though. He said, how does another conference close the gap on the SEC? Who and will, uh, who and will will it happen? Sorry, is what he said. So that's that's interesting because SEC is such a such a huge power conference. You can see like Texas wanting to join is going to be joining. I don't think you should have two UTs, but hey, that's just me. Um, but, two but, orange but, but that's, Exactly, that's just too much in one. What's up with that? But that, that's a good question, though. You know how what who's going to be that conference and when will that happen? Well, the only conference that at this point could legitimately rival the SEC would be the Big Ten, because the the way that expansion has gone, you know, the power is kind of consolidating in those two conferences. And and yeah, with with Oklahoma and Texas joining the league, I don't think on the field anyone can rival the SEC, because when you look at the Big Ten for for all the money that it can generate because of these big alumni bases and and you know, a lot of these teams that pack a lot of fans into the stadium for, for all their home games, they're not as good as the SEC top to bottom. 
And mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, it's it's not just at you know the the Alabama Georgia level because the only team I would put you know on that tier with those two is Ohio State, which is in the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. Michigan look, until Michigan wins a, a big game other than you know at home against Ohio State. Mm-hmm. I, I have a hard time putting Michigan into that category. They can beat up on all the cupcakes and, you know, that, that they've done that for years anyway. And it's still, when it comes down to it, they haven't been able to, to beat the the biggest teams out there. So, but, but outside of that, who is there? And and that's the thing. Like when you look at the sec and I, I mentioned this a, a couple of weeks ago. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's not just Alabama. I mean, obviously, you got Georgia, too, but... Three seasons ago, it was LSU put together one of the the greatest college football seasons ever, as far as like the number of of top twenty five teams they beat along the way to going undefeated. You know, you look throughout this whole, you know, BCS slash playoff era. Even Tennessee has a national championship in the BCS playoff era. Um, you've got to go all the way back to nineteen ninety eight. But but even you know even in the last fifteen years, you've got Florida. Uh, has has won. You have uh, Auburn has won, and so it, it's not just Alabama, uh, and, and it, it's not just Alabama and Georgia. You have other teams, and right now in the Big Ten, it, it's just Ohio State. I mean, Ohio State is is the only team in that conference that has won a playoff game. Um, the other two teams in that league that have gotten into the playoff, Michigan and Michigan state both got embarrassed. Ohio state's gotten embarrassed in the playoff a couple of times too. Yeah. Uh, but, but at least they've won some games. So I just don't see the big 10 having enough good teams to ever rival the sec. I, to me, it, it, it would have to be more than five years down the line. Uh, I just yeah. can't see it happening in the next five years that, that, that yeah. even the big 10, would be able to rival the SEC as far as how good the top, you know, five or six teams are. What's well, interesting? Interesting because you look at, like you said, all these teams moving in different conferences and stuff. And even though the ACC, when it comes to football, is definitely not as strong, what do you do with those Miamis and the Clemsons? You know, do they stay in those conferences? Do they go into another conference with way more competition? Because those are two top caliber teams, right? You're not going to look at them and say they beat Georgia Tech. Oh wow, they're awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, the question is, uh, first of all, can Miami, and I'll throw Florida State in there too, can can they get back to what they were? Because the legitimacy of the ACC really depends on that. Uh, it right. can't be just Clemson. And, and you know, it, it, when the ACC first expanded, they weren't expecting anything out of Clemson. It, it was going to be Miami and Florida State were going to be the difference. And, you know, at that point, um, Virginia Tech was a big get. And, it, and, and they've fallen off significantly in recent years. So what do you have in, in the ACC? I mean, I, I think it really depends on those Florida schools. And then what's going to happen, you know, within the landscape of the sport in the next few seasons? 
we know that the ACC has what's called a grant of rights deal, which means that everyone in that conference is under contract where as long as the conference is still in existence, that the rights, the TV rights to their home games belong to the ACC. So if you're a Miami or Florida State or Clemson, you can't just get up and bolt to the SEC. Or let's throw North Carolina in there, which I think the SEC right. and the Big Ten both would be interested in. Um, you, you can't just leave. Your, your, your TV revenue doesn't come with you. And, and those conferences aren't going to want you without the TV revenue. Uh, so so it, it's not as simple as, hey, just you know, go to a, a, a better conference for football. Um, but as far as those leagues getting better, it, it starts with those Florida schools. And, mm -hmm. and they're still not going to be at the SEC level. But right. for them to be legitimate conferences where – I mean, look, we've talked about the Power Five for years, right? And at this point, it's the Power Two. But if it was ever going to be a Power Three where you would say, okay, the ACC is closer – to say the big 10 than it is to the big 12, it's going to take those Florida schools stepping mm -hmm. up their game and, and really becoming regular fixtures in the top 15. Right. And I think that's when you looked at Miami, what a couple of years ago when they played Clemson in the championship game, uh, the ACC championship game at Bank of America stadium. And that was, I was um, there the one time me too. I, I thought, Oh, wow, man, Miami's going to get this one. I was like, Oh, we're going to see the turnover chain. And boy, I was eating ice cream by the second quarter. Like, this <laughs> yeah, it, that was to me, that was like, you know, that was that was the ceiling for them. Like that, that was a time to put those Florida schools back on top. But obviously, didn't yeah, and that was that was the year Miami started. I think they started 10 and 0 that year and they lost to Pitt mm -hmm. uh, right before the ACC yep. championship game. And then the bottom fell out on them. But um, yeah, there have been too many seasons where uh, Miami or Florida State have just been pretenders that got exposed late in the year. And uh, they, they, they just need to be better. And I, I think, I think Miami's going to get better with Mario Cristobal as head coach. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Now that they at least have seemed to have found some type of a good quarterback, right? Because that was an issue for them for the last couple of years. They couldn't stay consistent really in that position. Uh, but going back to the SEC, staying with that, how would you rank the undefeated SEC teams? That question comes from John. Undefeated SEC teams. Okay. Let me see how many of them there are. I'm guessing they're around eight. Let's see. One, two, three in the East, Kentucky, Georgia, Tennessee, and yep, five in the West, um, Arkansas, Alabama, Auburn, Mississippi State, and Ole Miss. Okay. The, the, the top is easy. I, I'll put Georgia uh, followed by Alabama. And then the bottom is easy. I'm going to go with Auburn as the as the worst of the eight SEC undefeated teams. Mm -hmm. Now, now is where it gets fun. Um, based on what I have seen so far, I'm going to put Ole Miss at number seven. Um, I, I, I They just have not excited me uh, up to this mm -hmm. point. It's not their fault necessarily. They haven't played anybody. Um, so that's kind of that's kind of where I'm going to slot Ole Miss because of that. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Kentucky as three, Arkansas okay. at four, and and then these. I mean, you get into this group here. I mean, really, including Ole Miss. To be honest, I mean, the three through seven. There's not much separating these teams. They right. they they could sit there and play, you know, 
play seven game series against each other and and most of them are going to go the full seven games but um so then I'll go um where my Tennessee I guess at five um and then Mississippi State at six is that what it leads me yeah so I would so I have Georgia Alabama Kentucky Arkansas Tennessee Mississippi State and then Ole Miss and then Auburn. That that would be my order that I would currently rank. And mm-hmm. and hey, you could ask this question to me every week, and that order is going to change. Yeah, that that's how close that that group of teams is, like at, at three through seven. But um, but this week, that's what I got for you. That's definitely a question, like you said, that that could be that can change every every week that you look at that i'm sure if we talk to you on next tuesday that's not this probably won't be the same list we'll probably jump tennessee up to one and then we'll do georgia alabama and then yeah so i'm sure tennessee will be number one next week. <laughs> no no doubt about it but no this is I, I used to have to when i worked at espn had to do power ratings every mm-hmm. sunday you had to send them in and it was such a pain because mm-hmm. the, like the very top is easy just and 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 then, but when you're doing a top 25 for college football, you, you, you get into these areas where they, like, they're all the same team and, right. and you've got to put them in some sort of order. And it's, it's not easy. I know we love to make fun of the polls and, and I, mm-hmm. you know, I already did make fun of the coaches <laughs> poll earlier in this podcast, but mm-hmm. um, it, it, in some ways is very difficult to do. You would think it would be simple. Um, but if you're actually putting thought into it, um, and, and I'm not everybody does put thought into it, it's pretty clear from looking at it. Um, but right. if you do, if you do, um, it, it's it's not a, a quick and simple exercise. Yeah, I could never be one that does it because then I'm going straight off bias. You know, I'm I'm not a, I'm not even looking at the team. I'm just looking at what I you know. I'm just. You wouldn't be the only one. Yeah, it doesn't even matter. But like you said, a good slate of games this this coming weekend. Some of them, not the entire schedule, but some ones that we're going to be excited to look at. We're obviously going to break down on Thursday what Georgia and South Carolina look like, Mississippi State and LSU. We can get more into that, Texas A&M, as well as Miami games. So we'll be back on Thursday to preview Saturday's game. Uh, Brad, you got any last parting uh, comments before we get out of here? I I would just say – Hold on to your seats if uh, if you're one of those teams playing against the group of five this week because somebody's going to get a scare. Someone's going to be listen. One of the players are going to be listening to you and they're going to get some added motivation for this on Saturday. So don't worry, it'll be you. Maybe I'll just pick the other team to win. That'll give them some motivation there. Probably that's we should have picked App State last week, but listen, we didn't have the guts. Write them off. What what, I was listening to Monday Night Football yesterday said, "What did Geno Smith said it? Yeah, they wrote me off, but I didn't write him back." So there you go. (laughs) That's how that's how they're coming from. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And we'll be back on Thursday to preview Saturday's game.